Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another installment of Take It to the Mat with JP and Pat. He is Pat, and I am JP, and it is, if Andy Williams was a wrestling fan, he'd be saying it is the most wonderful time of the year. And if Paul Revere was a wrestling fan, he'd be saying the D1s are coming, the D1s are coming. So many great things are going on in the world of wrestling right now. It is the Division I NCAA Wrestling Championships coming to St. Louis once again. And this is our NCAA Picks special. We will both be picking a champion. And we will both be just looking at each bracket and picking a couple matches to watch for the first round. So without further ado, I'll welcome in Pat. Pat, how the heck are you? Doing great. This is my favorite time of the year. It's been almost two years since we've had NCAA wrestling. So I, I, I'm jacked, I'm pumped. It's gonna be crazy brackets, crazy wrestling, especially dealing with COVID and a lot of these guys on limited minutes. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. I can't wait. If there's anything to talk about as a huge headline in the wrestling world right now in the NCAA championships is I would bet that all 33 of these wrestlers, maybe 30, but I would say the majority of them would probably say they have 75 to 80% left in their tank. Because, I mean, you look at how many matches these guys have wrestled, and I want to say the most I've seen is one guy's got 20 matches, and that's that's first among uh, a big gap. I mean, I you, you look at a lot of these SoCon guys, and they've got upwards of 15 to 20 matches, and then you've got guys that are five and seven and six and six. And some of these guys have just had to get matches to qualify for the national tournament to even qualify, to even have that match um, lit limit. So when you're looking at the shape that these guys are in right now, it's not your normal national tournament where these guys, everyone's banged up. Everyone's got a bad knee or a bad elbow. And everyone's just like favoring some type of injury. The majority of them, boy, they are ready to perform. Yeah, and you see with, with some of these seedings, you look at Max Mirren, who has three losses in there to the one, two, and three finishers in the Big Ten, and that gave him a 12 seed. And he's just a small example that this seeding is going to be crazy. There's going to be a fair amount of upsets um, and some great matches. Uh, Thursday night and Friday morning is going to be a lot, a lot of fireworks. So I, I'm very excited for a very interesting uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, that is no question about it. We will definitely bring that up here on Take It to the Mat with JP and Pat, the NCAA Picks special. Uh, yeah, my goodness, these seeds are weird. Let's just say that. There are some brackets where, like, what was the NCAA thinking when they were actually picking these guys? Because you had a very good point right there. You lose the top three guys and and what? he He's a 12th seed? Yeah. I mean, Max Mirren? I mean... Uh, there is going to be many more examples of that as we go on. So uh, without further ado, let's just go ahead and start and talk about the 125-pound bracket. Uh, opening question, who is going to be your runner-up? Because we <laughs> know who the champion is going to be. I mean, let's – come on now. We're not going to argue at all on this one. So, Well, here, uh, let, let's make it a little interesting before going to that. Are we watching the greatest college wrestler of all time? That's a great opening question, Pat. That's a great hot take to start things out. And uh, man, I mean, it's just, are we are we watching the greatest? Man, there is, there really kind of brings up something that I chuckled about this morning that uh, Drew Brees 
is retiring mm -hmm. and Max Kellerman says, is he the top tier, top perennial powerhouse quarterback ever? Is he in that top perennial powerhouse? Is he in that top echelon? And Max Kellerman said no. And you got Dan Graviano and S Stephen A. Smith looking at him like, are you kidding me? So uh, it's kind of the same type of thing with Spencer Lee. Is he the top upper echelon wrestler that we've ever seen? Yeah. I think he just barely makes the cut in that way, maybe, because I guess as far as him being top, top dog, he's definitely up there. But the reason why I'm saying that, because when you're looking at the greatest of all time, when you're looking at one of the greatest of all time, and Spencer Lee on paper is just obliterating everybody. But dare I say in the Big Ten tournament, he got taken down twice. <laughs> the audacity, right? Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> and that really, I'm sorry, Spencer Lee, that doesn't make you number one. Do you, do you think uh, Spencer Lee gave him the Thanos, just like all that for a drop of blood, all that for a takedown, and then just finished off the tech fall? I mean, dare I say, when you texted me and you were spot on, Pat, by saying give it to the to to freaking um, Ragason for having the best performance <laughs> at 125, yeah. and Schroeder was almost a close second of that in the finals because he took down Spencer Lee to start out with, but Dylan Ragason had a run for his money, but no one would understand that comment if they looked at the box score and just saw that he got taxed. <laughs> Because he did, he he did give Spencer Lee a little bit of a run, then that's just really pushing it. I just really laugh at myself for saying that because, I mean, he tech falled him and Spencer Lee baited him perfectly of how quick he is going in on those shots. Where you think that Ragason's going to be thinking he's, I'm looking pretty comfortable here, upper body, upper body, boom. Lee goes right in and on the, on that shot and silences the freshman phenom. Just silence him. And uh, but yeah, that's the long answer for your question: Is are we in the presence of one of the greatest of all time? We are. He's not the greatest of all time, and because he's given up takedowns still. Kyle Dake never really gave up any takedowns. I mean. He was that dominant. <laughs> I mean, are we really arguing about well, that? But 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 Kyle Kyle Dake didn't bonus point his way all the way through Correct. the entire wrestling season, and not only like Correct, yes. Spencer Lee isn't going to finish the season just bonusing. He's going to finish the entire season with early stoppage, either a tech fall or a pin, all the way through till Saturday night, and he'll be the first time, first person to ever have done that. And I, you know, it's. It, they're different. Kyle Dake wrestled so close and was stingy with things. And Spencer Lee throws caution to the wind sometimes because he can, because he puts points up in, in bunches. I remember it was the last year he wrestled Pat Glory, and they're like, oh, that was Pat Glory looked really good when he got tech fall in the second period. Like he's just a different type of wrestler. He's a mutant. He is, I, I think we're looking at the greatest collegiate wrestler of all time. But that's yeah. that's something we can go more into that once uh, you know maybe a year from now once all everything's wrapped up. But yeah, he doesn't have much much competition here. I mean, if if Spencer Lee was outside of this bracket, it would be a really fun bracket because it's it would it's be. wide open. I mean, I'm as a as a bit of a, a Panther homer. I wish Teskey was on the bottom side of the bracket opposite Spencer Lee. 
because I think he would have a chance to make it to Saturday night. But, I mean, whether it's Sam Latona or is Camacho on the bottom side, um, there's there's a bunch of guys that could come out um, and, and face Spencer Lee in the finals. Yeah, Camacho is on the bottom side, but you are right. I mean, this is a different dynamic when you're looking at a national tournament like that this year where a lot of these guys never wrestled any non-conference. So Brody mm-hmm. Test. 12 and 1, and it was all within the Big 12, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, next thing you know, he's got a first round match against Oregon State's Brandon Kaler, which I believe they did duel each other in the beginning of the season. So, Teske may have wrestled Kaler. Um, and then the second round match for Teske would be against Trevor Master Giovanni or Michael Diagostino. Mm-hmm. And, um, Heck, I mean, Master Giovanni could win that one, which would yeah. be a great win for him. But then again, Diagostino is no slouch by any means either. So Tessie's going to have a tough road, and not to mention he's got um, Drew, Hilt- Drew Hildebrandt and yeah. Liam Cronin uh, to uh, possibly go against in the quarters. Uh, so, yeah, it is who is going to be your um, – who's going to be second place. But um, with Spencer Lee on his way there, I mean – I know people listening to this are going to think like, my gosh, you're so foolish, John, for thinking that he's not one of the best of all time. He is one of the best of all time. Dare I say that he gives up takedowns is probably the only flaw that he has. Maybe he just does that to himself just so he can say he has something to work on. But uh, it really is that much of a, it's just a so much fun watching him wrestle and how he's just found so many different ways to pin the guy and tech fall the guy. But when we're looking at the other bracket, how about the bottom half? When you've got Camacho and you've got um, uh, Lamont, and my goodness, Penn State sent a 125-pounder to the national tournaments? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nico Megalutis was the last guy they sent, other than Suriano getting hurt. But my goodness, good for them. Robert Howard's even above 500. I think the curse of Nick Seriano has been lifted. <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath. But yeah, good for Penn State for struggling to get somebody in there. You know, it's, it's nice for them to look mortal in at least one weight class. Exactly. But yeah, looking at the bottom half, you've got some pretty good matches coming up, coming at you. Dylan Raguson is an 11 seed. Man, I'd be upset if I was Daniel Vega. He's a 22 seed, 14 and 6, going against Raguson first round. I do like that matchup. Vega is uh, he's he 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 has a motor. He definitely has that uh, sense of urgency. So I think he can give Raguson a little bit of run for his money. But if Raguson catches him, then it's over. Um, but uh, Raguson is going to have to wrestle a full seven minutes, and you know that he's going to be putting pressure on Vega like crazy. So um, that I think is a good first round match. Yeah, that's going to be great. It, it going forward a little bit to Thursday night. Does Pat McKee have any chance against Sam Latona? So if there is anybody that is the most inconsistent wrestler in the NCAA, his name is Mikey Labriola. So the Mikey <laughs> Labriola Award goes to Patrick McKee. He is the Mikey Labriola of 125, the most inconsistent yeah. 125 pounder there is. You can go ahead and beat Rayvon Foley and get a great start to the season. And then... You can beat Schroeder, I, I, I believe, but then he goes ahead and decides not to show up in the first round of the Big Tens and loses to the Rutgers kid, and um, he still gets a, an automatic. Well, I believe he got an at-large maybe. I but, think he uh, did, yeah. 
Yeah, eight and six, and he's a 15 seed. You look at some of these guys that got their automatic bids of winning their conference, but then you shit a brick like Patrick McKee, and you get a 15 seed. Yeah. Um, Noah Certain is is no is no slouch of a wrestler either. So a 15 and an 18 with Patrick McKee and Noah Certain, not a bad um, not a bad ma- matchup. But do I see McKee making it to the second day? I mean, he's shown that he's had some good wins, but he's also shown that he can just not show up and wrestle. So it'd be interesting to see that. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Should we move to 133? Yeah, Spencer Lee. Spencer Lee, of course. Yeah. That's picks for one for, for 125. Yeah, uh, even, dare I say even more than heavyweight. We'll get to that. I think Spencer Lee is a shoe in for that weight, but... Oh, just wait until we get to heavy. <laughs> oh, don't don't start right now. Don't spoil it yet, Pat. I am so excited to talk about 285. You are too. I know you are. Oh, can't okay. wait. 133. So this is a little bit more. Uh, this obviously is a lot more open than it was at 25, uh, obviously. And you've got some guys here that have shown that they can put together a good regular season but they get low seeds, and their seed is just not giving them the benefit of the doubt. And you're looking at guys, and my main example of that is you look at a guy, when you look at the lower seeds, and you look at um, a Matt Schmidt that got a six seed. I mean, he's 10-1. and one. It's not much of a lower seed, but at the same time, I think He's had a great season. Um, it, that's what happens when you're in the MAC and you don't have that much of comp- competition. And they've got a guy like Matt Schmidt that's a six seed, and he only has one loss. And the guys that are all above you, um, when you look at everyone else, the fifth seed, Mickey Phillippe, he has one loss. Fourth seed, you're looking at him, he's got one loss. Uh, three seed, who's the third seed here? Corbin Myers. Corbin Meyer, undefeated. And then the top seed and the second seed undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I guess um, uh, not really a great example of what I'm uh, having a low seed, but uh, I'll give you a better example. Okay, I finally found a guy to go with my statement here is um, Paul Bianchi. I think he is a solid wrestler for Arkansas Little Rock, a uh, transfer from North, North Dakota State, multiple time state champ from Wisconsin. He's 10 and 4. And he's a 29 seed. Congratulations. You made it to the national tournament. You get Austin DeSanto first round. Yeah, that's so. not really nice uh, Nice of them to do that to him. And it's it stinks that we didn't have – because it's those smaller schools that got hurt worst by COVID and everything like that, not having these open tournaments and everything like that where they could sneak in and you know get a couple upsets and improve their seeds. And it, it really hurts them. And then even uh, uh, Malik Hines has had a great year for Lehigh. He's a Florida guy that I've kept my eye on. Um, and he's had a good year, but, you know, gets stuck in the seven, 17 seed. Even if he beats Devin Turner, you get rewarded by wrestling Dayton Fix. So it, it stinks. That's just the way it is. And some people have uh, have reaped the benefits, and some people are on the losing end of it. Um, so who do you who would you have before we choose a, a champion? I think this is going to be an interesting semifinal. Who do you have in the semifinals? Who I have in the semifinals is a good question. I think it's um, dare I say it's going to be a pretty close match between. Uh, a three and a six between Matt Schmidt and Corbin Myers. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go with Schmidt on that one. I okay. think I'll see him in the semis against Roman Bravo Young. 
And then on the other side, there's not much else to really talk about other than the big guy that I always kept an eye on in the very beginning of the season was Mickey Phillippe. I'm a huge Mickey Phillippe fan. He now has Luke Pletcher in the room practicing with him, a guy that he's known his whole life. And Phillippe has a win against Dayton Fix. So uh, Phillippe could uh, definitely pull out the win against the number four seed, Austin DeSanto. But when you're looking at Austin DeSanto, I, I definitely can see him being a guy that could actually beat Dayton Fix because I'll tell you why. Mind over matter is such an important thing in wrestling altogether. And we all saw DeSanto at Drexel, and he most definitely did not have mind over matter. There was uh, definitely something that just needed work on. And what Tom and Terry Brands have done with Austin DeSanto is something awesome, something great. I don't know if he has someone helping him off the mat with his antics or just overall with his mental attitude and his mental uh, preparedness. It's just, it's night and day from last year. It's night and day. He doesn't showboat. He's not asking everyone to raise the roof or he's not shoving the guy and looking over at the coaches and giving him a thumbs up. He's not, uh, yeah, he's not being that type of guy that has to be a show. Comes on the mat, wrestles, and get off the mat. And that's why I think that has a lot to do with that mental mental madness that DeSanto has been able to cope in, has been able to, um, has has been really done a good job controlling that. And I, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with success. When you're able to keep it all in mentally and just know that you can be a better wrestler, I can see DeSanto in the semis against Fix and giving him a run for his money. I honestly think I, I, I can see that. And I can see Mickey Phillippe beating DeSanto as as well. But I'm going to give DeSanto the upper hand here, and I'm going to see DeSanto and RBY in the finals. Has DeSanto wrestled Mickey Phillippe? I do not think so. I don't think so either. And he hasn't wrestled Dayton Fix either, has he? Uh, not this year. No. He wrestled him in the duel last year? Uh, DeSanto wrestling Fix? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, was Fix in that? No, Fix didn't. I don't didn't, know. I didn't think so. Fix didn't wrestle last year. He had the, the Olympic red shirt. That's right. So I so what, I, what I'm getting at is Austin DeSanto, the first time he wrestles somebody, has a very high rate of success. I think he has some sort of freak strength and whatever it is, he catches you off guard and and just does things that they're not ready for. Now, the second time he wrestles somebody, it's usually not there. I mean, RBY is the perfect example of that. Um, so I think if I, that, that, I think that bodes very, very well for DeSanto. And I will kind of put the flip side on what you were saying. I think for those middle tier guys, being calm, reserved, getting to your stuff, finishing out a match is great. When you're when you're wrestling those top tier guys, I think he needs to let it go. I think he needs that attitude. I think he needs to just kind of assert his dominance, and that's where he's at the best. And I don't think he can do that for the middle tier t- guys because he does make mistakes um, and does do dumb things. But once you're up there against a guy that dare I say you're not supposed to beat, I think let loose. You know, show that attitude. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's going to be a test for him in the first match. Um, we're talking mm-hmm. about Austin 
uh, uh, DeSanto against Paul Bianchi. But after that, you're looking at not much of a problem with Redding or Sullivan. Um, on the other side, though, if we're going to be talking about a match of the first round, I would not be saying this if it wasn't for a good Big Ten tournament for this wrestler. And his name is Kyle Bur- Kyle Berwick. Uh, Kyle Berwick had a great Big Ten tournament. I uh, believe, I thought I'd pull up the brackets on track, and of course it's not on track. It's on flow. So I have to go to the arena here and pull up. I definitely timed this perfectly, but of course they have to be on the other side. You have to be another one. Um, any, anyways, Kyle, as I um, from Wisconsin, correct? He, well, he's actually from Napoleon, North Dakota. Oh, actually, from a Class B school. There's Class A and Class B. And he's a five-time state champion from North Dakota, and he, uh, uh, rumor has it, why I think he's a big Chris Bono fan, so was going to go South South Dakota State, but gets recruited to go to Wisconsin because, uh, uh, of course, Bono is there now. So. Um, great freestyle guy, great Greco, just does a great job with the club at atmosphere. And, uh, I just didn't think D one was going to be a, a great fit for him. I think that, okay, we're just going to have one, um, one year and then he'll be transferring back home into North Dakota somewhere. Or he'll be going to a D two team, but, um, he definitely had some good wins. I think this biggest win, that's kind of a, a show me win was against Barnett um, okay. of Penn State. And that was a good win that he had. As I'm trying to find the brackets here, uh, when I'm trying to find the brackets, go ahead and let me know what's your first um, what's your fir- first round match that we have to pay, pay attention to. Um, that, that Malik Hines match, I hate to pull the... Uh... The the seventeen sixteen match, but I think Malik Hines and Devin Turner um, from Oregon State are going to have a really really fun match. Um, Devin Turner, great wrestler, has had kind of a tough season out of ten matches. He's six and four, but I think that's going to be a really interesting match. Again, the winner gets stuck with Dayton Fix. Um, both of these guys could arguably have been seated higher, um, but I think that's going to be a pretty fun fun exciting match to watch. Both these guys like to put a bunch of points up too. Absolutely, yeah. You're definitely gonna have um, you're definitely gonna have some of those first round matches where upsets are gonna be prevalent. But um, I can't find the Big Ten conference um, brackets here. It's just it's it really is just making it f- <laughs> making it frustrating for me. Whatever. Kyle Berwick and Moshe Schwartz is my match of the round. Um, I know it is a 15 and an 18, but Moshe Schwartz has always been a much better wrestler than Kyle Ber- Berwick. If it wasn't for Brandon Courtney and Dayton Fix, Moshe Schwartz would be your junior team um, representative. He's always been he's always been up there, and he's just always ran into guys like Brandon Courtney and Dayton Fix. So, and because of Bile. Kyle Berwick having a good Big Ten tourney. I I think he's really shown himself. Even though he's six and six, he's had some quality wins, and that's when you get a um, a lower tier conference uh, compared to the Big Ten. You get Moshe Schwartz, who has proved himself before being a pretty good wrestler, 
and uh, it's on the completely different side of your match of of the first round, and the winner of that match gets Roman Bravo Young. So, uh, but um, you're a champion. Who are you picking? Um, I got to pick RBY. He yeah. just looks good. Um, I think he matches up well against Dayton Fix or even Austin DeSanto. Um, coming from the other side of the bracket, I I haven't seen Mickey Phillippe wrestle a ton this year, um, but I got to pick RBY. Man, I would love to pick Mickey Phillippe, but yeah, RBY is he has looked pretty good, and it's hard to even go against him. So, um, there's a lot of good matches here in the first round we could talk more about, but uh, we'll go on to 141 now on uh, the Take It to the Map podcast with jp and pat he's pat i'm jp it's the ncaa division one wrestling championships pick them special we've so far we have been pretty friendly with each other um <laughs> we have spencer lee and roman bravo young as both of our picks so we'll go to 141 maybe we might not be too friendly with each other here uh but um there are some pretty good mat- matches here and i think there's one guy that's to me that I've always overlooked. I've not given him enough credit. And when credit is due, it is about time that I give his credit that is due. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and right away and tell you, the guy that is going to win this tournament is uh, Sporting Penn State. I think Nick Lee is going to be winning this. I just overlook him so many times because of him just being the kind of calm, cool, and collected guy that's so good so dangerous and you always count him out and he's never been that guy that's been able to finish it because there's always just been more flashy people being able to uh get the best of him but no i think this is his year um he will uh get that rematch against Seabass, but i think he'll he will be the the victor against Seabass. and um man you have some other really good guys on that bottom side too but um yeah i uh cut into the chase i guess I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say Nick Lee. Um, I I think this is a three man race, right? Are we are we in agreement with that between Seabass, Nick Lee, and Jane Ironman? There isn't anybody yep. else. Treek, like it's a big gap between them and Treek Wilson. Um, I, I mean Nick Lee's gonna have a tough match against Ian Parker, who's looking really good. Um, it looks like Friday morning. Um, but I think I think Seabass takes him. Uh, I think Seabass should have won in the Big Ten semifinals. Um, but either way, I don't think it matters. There's a guy in Division Quest. He came to Iowa for a reason, and that's to win a national championship. And I think he's going to do it. He's looked sharp all year. Um, had a close match with Lee in the Big Ten championships. But Ironman is just on a different level. He is on a different plane of existence right now. He is completely zen. He knows what he's doing. He's putting guys on their back in funky moves. He's doing crazy banana splits, cartwheel takedowns, and I think he puts it all together uh, to win the national championship. Speaking of Jaden Ironman, I could tell you when you get a big transfer like that, the head coach of the team that he transfers from has got to be upset saying, man, we could have had him for one more year, and you definitely can't replace a Jaden Ironman. But Alan Hart Mm -hmm. of Missouri has been a dark horse this year. And I definitely, it was kind of a surprise that he loses in uh, the max. I mean, he's had a great year, and he has not been winning by a few points. He's been showing up. And I really think as a sixth seed in Alan Hart, where he definitely can give Seabass a run for his money. I said it there. I said it. 
And I think if it's real, the real Allen Hart, it's going to be a difficult match for C, uh, for Seabass. Do I think Hart beats him? No, as much as I really would like to see Allen Hart because I just, I mean, dare I say it, Rutgers is a school where just wrestlers go to be hated. And I just have started <laughs> just not like anybody that's gone to rut Rutgers. Used to be a fan of Schnalty. Gosh, I don't like that kid at all. Used to be a fan of Nick Suriano. He comes there, and now he's not even wrestling there anymore. And then Seabass wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't against him for Northwestern, but now he's at Rutgers. And I just no, nah, I I I hope we see Alan Hart against Nick Lee in in the semis because I just but the best match is is going to be Seabass and Nick Lee. If they're going to be able to replicate what they did in the Big Tens, which I think is going to be pretty hard to do because you just can't replicate a match like that, um, it's going to be an in interesting match. But, um, man, look for Alan Hart. If he loses early, if he gets upset, I mean, you got a number 11 a guy from Navy who was 12-0, and 0, and his coach is some guy named... Um, Kerry Colette. Gosh, why did I forget his first name? No, that's all right. Yeah, Col Colat. He Harry knows a little bit about wrestling, doesn't he? Just a tad, just a tad, but <laughs> it's enough. It's it's enough. So, I mean, you're going to have Cody Tribus, 12-0, against a very tough Alan Hart. But, yeah, you're going to have one of the, arguably one of the best wrestlers ever to not win an, an Olympic gold medal uh, be in your corner in in Kerry Col Colat. So, uh Man, it's it's you, you got some stellar first round matches again. You got some stellar fir first rounders, but I just think Nick Lee is going to be the one that's going to be surprising people. Even though I mean, he shouldn't really be a surprise for people. I think he will be the winner. Yeah, I, and I'm just looking at that. Yeah, that quarterfinals. If Ian Parker makes it through, which I would be surprised if he didn't, and Alan Park, um, Alan Hart makes it through those quarterfinal matches. I think. One of those guys might go down, whether it's Seabass or Nick Lee. Um, I wouldn't be super surprised if if one of those guys lost. Even just looking ahead, you know they've got that match circled since it was such a close one in the uh, Big Ten semifinals. Did, I, I did got Seabass lose on a locked hands, or he had a locked hands in the second period or something like that, if I'm remembering correctly? Against? Against Nick Lee. Against Nick Lee, you know, I didn't get a chance to see the full match. I okay. saw uh, I saw the scramble on highlights, but um, didn't get to see the full full match. But I heard there was some there was some controversy in the yeah. in in the match there. But uh, I gotta tell you something, Pat. Doing the match side broadcast for ESPN last four years and not being able to do it this year sucks. But if I'm looking back, and one of the best rounds is the quarterfinals. Because you are right. Quarterfinals are going to be stacked mm -hmm. if they play out the way they should be. Ironman against Red. Demas against Wilson. Mm -hmm. Seabass against Hart. Ian Parker against Lee. That is some pretty good quarterfinals right there. Yeah. You're going to have some great matches there. And uh, Ian Parker is definitely an upset specialist. So... Uh, Hopefully it doesn't happen in the quarters. Just hopefully he waits to do that on the backside. But, um, man, it's going to be a stacked quarterfinals if the top eight seeds go the way they do. But, uh, yeah, look for uh, look for some of those lower seeds. You never know because, like I said, one guy we haven't even mentioned yet is Real Woods. I mean, 
Will he even make it past the first round? Oh. The guy he lost to first round, he he lost to at at the conference tourney. He lost to him in the finals. Yeah. So he actually has a rematch of the Pac-12 finals. That was my pick for for match of the the first round match um, for 141. That's going to be a lot of fun. But all those Stanford guys and and like and rightfully so have not wrestled up to expectations this year, and they've gone through. Just the, with administration fighting with the athletic department, fighting with the wrestling team, telling them that they don't care how many millions of dollars they raise, they're getting rid of their program, and then going against it, and then saying that if if we can't bring back these four sports, wrestling isn't coming back, and it's just been nothing. And then kicking their head coach off social media. So it's been wild, and I empathize with them. Um, but yeah, Stanford has not has not wrestled very well this year. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of a sad ending to a program like that where yeah. as much money as they've funded, it's still not going to, well, they still not going to bu- budget. They might have, maybe not battled for a trophy, but they would have been a top 10, top 10 team this year. Um, had every, I mean, it was looking like they were going to be a top 10 team and then they dropped the program. Um, so really sad story. You hate to see it, but. I don't know. Hopefully some of these guys will come out and, and wrestle. Give it all they got. One last go, right? Exactly. That's We hope for the best there. And uh, So this is the first weight where we disagree with each other. Um, I'm going to go with Nick Lee, and you're going to go with uh, Jaden Ironman. So we'll go to 149 uh, here on Take It to the Mat with JP and Pat, our NCAA Division One Wrestling Championship Pick'em Special. We're at 149, and this one where I, you know, you pick for those underdogs, and I, I dare I say Missouri being an underdog because it's just because they're in a weak conference. They really aren't. They really aren't. They they, they really are. I've always been a powerhouse. And Brock Mahler, seventeen and zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at anybody stopping Brock Mahler. You got to clear the earwax out of your ears because you're not hearing it straight. Because I really think Brock Mahler. Uh, is going to have a buzzsaw of a match against Austin O'Connor in the semis, the more I think of it. And I think Mahler is going to be the one in the finals against Sasso. And boy, is that going to be a barn burner. I think that was just going to be, that's going to be lit up. And I will wait to save my champion. I'll let you speak here a little bit. But um, as much as I really do like J.P. O'Connor, O'Connor's had some too close to comfort in some pretty big matches in in the times that I can remember. It's been pretty close, and he has not always been a lights-out guy. So, well, and Sasso has been wrestling close matches this year too. I mean, he did last year as well, but he doesn't feel like the same Sammy Sasso as he did last year. Um, I I don't think he was going to win last year. Um, I think uh, what's his name from Iowa was going to win. Um, but I, my pick is ultimately Austin O'Connor, but that top side of the back bracket is going to be interesting. Um, we were just talking about Stanford and I said they weren't, res- weren't wrestling well, but Jaden Abbas has been, um, an aberration, um, as far as the rest of the Stanford team is, and he's been wrestling very well. He's not going to be an easy out. Um, I think Max Murin is going to avenge his loss to Ridge Lovett. And I think Murin's going to be through, um, and then Boo Llewellyn has been wrestling pretty well this year as well. Um, though, if I'm putting money on it, I'm probably saying Sammy Sasso makes it through the championship. Um, he's got a couple landmines in there, but I think Austin O'Connor ultimately wins out. 
he's just one guy that's been able to keep it close. And Austin O'Connor is, I mean, who knows if he'll have his, if if he'll have his, um, he'll have his tournament full with a Griffin Perriott and a Jarrett Deegan in the second round. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a match of the first round if I haven't seen one. And Griffin Perriott and Jarrett De- uh, De- Deegan. And Deegan hasn't had the best first nine matches of his season. Um, it's just when we're talking about these guys coming in with a 75 to 80% gas tank and looking great, you can look at the other way too of like these guys just have not had a great start and they're running out of time to get on their high horse. And Deegan's one of them. I was expecting him to have a much better year and losing to, to uh, Tristan Lara of you, you and I, who's mm-hmm. six and six and gets a 23rd seed. I mean, Deegan has no slouch of a. Of, of a match against Griffin Perriott in the first round. But um, I'm going to go with Brock Mahler. I really think Mahler is going to be given Sammy Sasso. He's just methodically textbook great wrestler is Brock Mahler. And I, I he's he's been around for a while. He's had that experience. So has Sammy Sasso. And Sasso, guy that's going to wrestle hard seven minutes. But that's my upset. I think you can call it an upset. Um Brock Mahler is going to beat Sammy Sasso in the finals, so I'm going to put Mahler, and that's my that's my one match right right there where I'm looking at it. Hey, I mean Sasso most definitely is the most favored one, but I'm going to say Mahler uh, gets it close and beats him five four. I like it. I like it. Mixing it up so, just a bit, just a tad. Now we could talk more here on one 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 forty nine. Just uh, Mitch Moore and Boo. Uh, a Llewellyn, a rematch, a Big 12 championship could happen in the second round. As you say, Boo had a great match. He had a great season so far, but nearly lost to Mitch Moore in the finals, which would have sealed the deal for Oklahoma. Yeah. Not Oklahoma State, Oklahoma in the in the uh, team championship race. My gosh, if you would have picked your Big 12 champs this year, you wouldn't even think Oklahoma would have been top three. Goodness gracious. Well, they had a great team this year. And um, Mitch Moore was uh, rode out at the end to lose that close one against uh, Llewellyn. But then again, you never know. Josh Heil has a great has a great track record as well, coming from Campbell. So it's going to be interesting to see that. Um, and yeah, you are right. Rich Lovett's not going to beat Max Muir in a second time. I mean, he tossed him to his back for six, and that was the that was the di- difference of it. So, yeah, he made, yeah. Muirin made two big mistakes and just isn't good enough to, to wrestle back out of him first getting thrown to his back and then just didn't wrestle well on bottom was trying to go for reverse and, and all those things. And it just wasn't working. So he corrects those things and yeah, has an exciting quarterfinals. We'll go to 157 pounds. Our champions at 149, Sammy Sasso. And no, you said Austin O'Connor, correct? Austin O'Connor. Yep. Austin O'Connor and Brock Muller. So I got Brock Mahler on that one. So we'll go to 157 pounds. Uh, right, right away. This one also should um, shouldn't re- really be much of a of a conversation, even though uh, there's been some close matches between Heidley and Deacon. But if you're if you're gonna present anything about Ryan Deacon is disappointment to start out his collegiate career thinking of how great of a freestyle wrestler he started out to be, thinking, like, are we going to get the same type of guy in the folk style? And we really didn't at first, but boy, has he exceeded expectations now. And he is he is locked in 
Brian Deacon is going to be my champion at 157 pounds. I just don't think highly as much as he's made the finals. And has he broken that? Has he has he bro- broken that strip yet? He's made it to the finals, but I think he's he he lost to Jason Nolf his freshman year. But did he ever win it? I mean, he uh, no, he hasn't. But I will say no. uh, his match with Jason Nolf should have gave him an honorary national championship. Um, it was a lit, uh, it, probably the closest match Jason Nolf had in a while. Um, looked really good. Probably should have won it. I'm trying to think either it was back points that he should have got or errant back points, but looked good. I, I thought Hydley, Hydley was my pick at the beginning of the year. I'll be honest, I think it's going to be Hydley or David Carr. Um, whoever comes out of that backside, I think, is going to win. Um, if you're putting a gun to my head, I'm saying Hydley. Um, but Ryan Deacon, he wrestles close matches. He knows what he does, similar to Sammy Sasso and those other guys where, yeah, they keep it close, but it is never really gets away from them. Um, it's going to be another pitcher's duel, I think, with him and Caleb Young in the semifinals. Uh, but I think Deacon ultimately make the championships. But I think whether whether it's David Carr or Hayden Hydley, they come out on top. Um, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. It's definitely a stacked lower uh, lower side of that bracket too, though. And then looking at some of the names in the um, on the top half too, where you got a guy like Brady Berge, who maybe this is his year, where he's been plagued with injuries throughout his career, could make some noise and get an upset over Caleb Young in in that second round. But um, I mean, Riders Jesse Delvecchia, well, I mean he's un, undefeated. But then again, we're talking about competition. And, I mean, as a four seed, do I think that's a little high? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to have his his hands full with either Brady Berge or Caleb Young in the quarters. But um, when you're looking at from both sides of the bracket, as far as upset specialists, Jacory Teamer, uh, I think he's he's always been kind of close with David Carr. Um, and then you're looking at Brayton Lee, Jacory Teamer, and Brayton Lee as a second round match. That sure would be a, a, a pretty close match there. But then again, Brayton Lee, we're talking about a guy that excels at 149. And I think at 157, he's just under, he's underperformed. He's yeah. underperformed at one, 157 with that surprise transfer of Michael Blockus, the, the UNI Panther transferring up to, transferring up to the Twin Cities and uh, taking the spot at 49. Lee moves up to 57. I just think he'd be better at 49. So... He could be an upset specialist as well. And I, I see him possibly making the quarters and edging out Ja'Cory Teamer, but he's going to have his hats full with D- David Carr. Um, so overall, though, you look at some guys that are going to make some noise, though, is Chase Saldate from Michigan State, Gilroy. I think it's Gilfoy or Gilroy High School, where Daniel Cormier is his head coach. Oh, yeah, California. Yeah, out in... Um, yeah, out of out in Cal, California, the high school that um, where he had uh, some pretty good career. Let's just say that. Yeah, they're def- crank, they're cranking out some really good wrestlers there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a bad high school coach, right? An Olympian, no. um, UFC champion. Yeah, not not too bad. Yeah, what a great guy. That's that's so cool that Cormier is doing that and giving back to the sport because. I'm sure he has enough cheddar that he doesn't really really need to coach uh, high school wrestling. But, yeah, they're, they've been on a tear, haven't they? 
Yeah, and he's he's growing the sport like the way he should through the pipelines, through the high school pipe pipelines. So that's awesome to see. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Ryan Deacon. Ryan Deacon's gonna win, and you're gonna say David Carr, or are you gonna say Hyde Hydley? I'm gonna say Hydley. Hydley at 57. Okay. All right. So we'll go to 165 pounds. Halfway through here. On take it to the mat with JP and Pat. He's Pat. I'm JP, and we're at 165. So it's not going to be another Makai Lewis. I don't. And we're just going to go ahead and say that. I don't no, think even even if he was healthy, I don't think he's winning it this year. He has he hasn't been up to snuff. Dare I say though, my lowest seed that I have winning is at one sixty five, and oh, really? maybe because it is my middle name, and this is this guy's last <laughs> name. Maybe it's just the heart of the Irish that really wants me to pull for this guy. Oh gosh. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say. It's, yeah, it's, how how did cool. you get on the on the Missouri train? When when did wow. this happen? It's true. <laughs> I am on that Missouri train quite a bit, actually. Boy, I've been talking about every single Missouri guy. Maybe we should just go back and make sure I mentioned the Missouri guy I left out. Yeah, did I have been talking Missouri quite a bit, and this isn't gonna be the last Missouri guy I'm gonna be talking about because his teammate at the next weight. I'm going to be talking about as as well, just a little sneak peek. But um, yeah, I definitely do like Missouri, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Keegan O'Toole. Keegan O'Toole has just been, he has been great. He's been great this year, and I think um, he's de definitely going to be challenged with Peyton Robb, who I think is going to beat Jake Wenzel. I think Robb's going to be in the quarters. He's going to, O'Toole is going to be challenged by some Big Ten blood there, but um, no. Uh, congratulations, Wisconsin. You finally have yourself a collegiate wrestler other than Alex <laughs> D Deringer. So, uh, yeah, I think Keegan O'Toole is your guy. Yeah, I, I don't think Keegan O'Toole beats Cameron Amin or Kennedy Monday. <laughs> he wrestles in oh, the I second think... round. But <laughs> You can go ahead and laugh. I think it's going to be a close match with Cameron. It's going to be a, it's going to be a close match and Keegan O'Toole. So, well, it's like, can't wait for heavyweight because you sure laughed at me before. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, we'll so, see how this works out. So, so, so we talked about Makai Lewis, which I, I know he's a four seed. That's a favorite to Alex Marinelli. Um, I think it's his, his way to lose. I'll say this. So I was doing the video for you and I at the Iowa State, um, Arizona State meet. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching both mats and and watching anthony valencia wrestle do you know what happened at this at this dual meet i didn't know i know so so oh, they shit. wrestle they wrestle um iowa state first he's down by two points in the third period and hit tosses or no he, he lat drops the iowa state guy pins him next match he wrestles the uni guy he's it's close in the second period i think the uni guy got a takedown um, and then he hip tosses him and pins him and just like, he's, he's so crazy. So weird. He's probably going to get beat and won't make the championships. But if he does, I think Alex Marinelli is, is in for a rude awakening. I think he does not match up well, um, for Alex. I think those are contrasting style. I mean, Anthony has had a ton of success in the freestyle world. I even was he in the national finals as a senior in high school 
um, for the for the U.S. Open, something like that. Just a phenomenal freestyle wrestler, and he's finally getting figured out in folk style. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he gets bumped early on just because of his style. Um, but if he makes that championship match, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for Alex. He's gonna have to wrestle a close match and and not not get into those inside ties like you know he loves to. Yeah, it's just gonna be disappointing because we're not going to see that when Keegan O'Toole makes it through to the final. So, um, you can keep dreaming. That's fine. But uh, when you're looking at the side of the bracket with Alex Mar- Marinelli, when you're looking at that side of the bracket, I mean, Makai Lewis took it to him last time in the quarters. I don't obviously don't think that's going to be the time this time around. But don't count out Shane Griffith. Don't count out the other Stanford guy. I mean – and believe it or not, don't count out J- uh, Andrew Sparks. From what I heard, I did not see this. From what I heard, I think he hurt his knee. And he defaulted out of the Big Tens. And he's had some quality wins, one over Peyton Robb. Um, the the California true freshman, he is the California state champ, true true freshman. And um, definitely he's going to have his hands full with Luke Weber. But if he's 100%, he'll beat Luke Weber. And it's going to be quite the second-round match between Griffith and uh, Sparks. But, heck, if Marinelli has another mental lapse like he did a couple years ago, you're going to see you're going to see a uh, non-Big Ten final. Yeah, I, I just think he, he's going to be locked in. Um, yeah, I know it's easy to say because he's the number one seed, but he's – he, just oh, he was the number be one seed before too. So yeah, but yeah. it was he was the number one seed. That's the worst seeding. Well, that's the worst draw, not seeding. The worst drive ever, ever, ever seen a number one seed get when he was the um, number one seed two years. Was ago. my that was probably my biggest match that I ever broadcasted because I want to say that I have probably had the most listeners out of anybody. In the first round, when I had Joe Smith and Alex Marinelli, the one versus the 33. Yeah. That probably was the most listened to match that round. And I knew I had to be on my best behavior. And I knew this one was going to be one of the biggest matches of the whole tourney. And heck, he, JoJo took him down twice. Yeah. But uh, then got rode, rode out and he, uh, Marinelli adjusted well. And we thought, okay, this is Marinelli's tournament to lose. But then lo and behold, Makai Lewis just comes out with that. Just burst of energy, and it was too much for Marinelli to handle. So, um, but yeah, uh, why not? I mean, it's going to be St. Patty's Day here in a little bit. Uh, uh, as we're recording this, St. Patty's Day is going to be tomorrow, and I think uh, I think uh, Keegan will keep the luck of the Irish through the whole weekend. So, uh, hats off to me, he's, boy. He, he's going to need all the luck in the world. He buried every. <laughs> Plucking as many uh, four-leaf clovers as he can uh, tomorrow night. Gosh, I cannot wait to play my tin whistle right in your face <laughs> when Keegan O'Toole represents us o- O'Tools and goes out and wins a national championship. Gosh, it's going to be so much fun. Not as much as fun as heavyweight, but still just as much fun there at 165. Um, so, yeah, I say Keegan O'Toole, you say Alex Marinelli. We'll go to 174 pounds here on the JP and Pat. Uh, take it to the mat with JP and Pat. Um, NCAA Division One Wrestling Championship Pick'em Edition. Uh, a recap here, 125. We both say Spencer Lee because uh, we're not dumb. Uh, 
133, I believe we both said Roman Bravo Young. 141 is when we changed uh, minds there, and I said Nick Lee. Pat said Jaden Ironman. 149, I said Brock Mahler, and he said said, uh, Austin O'Connor. At 157, I said Ryan Deacon. Pat said Hayden Heidley. At 165, I said Keegan O'Toole. And Pat plays it safe and says Alex Marinelli. And now at 174, we've got another number one seed Iowa guy. Um, and this one, I just really can't say no to. As much as I really do like that number 10 seed. Can you tell us who that number 10 seed is, Pat? I don't even know. Who has who, <laughs> who has the Peyton Mako? That's, that's the, the, the old tiger, the old tiger claws. So does this make you the tiger king? Is that what we need to be referring to you? <laughs> wow. Now, the tiger king? Yeah. Why not? Man. I was like, why should I know the 10 seed? Oh, that's right. It's the tiger king's pick. So you've got you've got Peyton Mako coming through winning. Um, no, so I don't. I'm, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm He's not. Uh, I'm not going to be that much of a Tiger King. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be keeping more than one Tiger. Yeah. Well, actually, I have actually picked more than one Tiger to win. But um, uh, man, when was the last time they actually had a national champion? I mean, it should have been Jaden Ironman um, if it wasn't for that pesky, <laughs> that rotten Yadi Diakamahales. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a little bit of time. It's got to be Ben Askren. This is their last? No, uh, no. Jaden Cox, Jaden Cox. Yes, yes, yep. Jaden Cox. Um, any, anyways, I mean, this isn't the Missouri Tiger Hour, so uh, uh, even though I'm pretty much making it like that, you have to tune in next week for that when you get a rub it in my face from Gosh. all the uh, success these guys had. Gotta find that Tiger fight song. Um, when we're looking at 174 pounds. It's going to be really hard to not pick Michael Kemmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just, the only thing of not picking Michael Kemmer would be to think if he's going to pull another Mark Hall, where he beats Mark Hall, but then when he sees him again, he um, he naps during the scramble and gets caught on his back. Yeah. So uh, that's the only way that you might see Kemmer not winning this, but I think Kemmer is going to win a national title. He has the most inconsistent wrestler in NCAA history um, in the semis with Mikey Labriola. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, if Lance Runyon is healthy, Lance Runyon definitely can can give Labriola maybe a run for his money because Runyon's just got that firepower. But then again, no, if Labriola's on, I mean, Runyon has been wrestling tough this year but i gotta give it to labriola but that's that quarterfinals match with massa and labriola is definitely going to be a fun one yeah i mean i i think i agree with you michael kemmer is going to win this he's been on he's been on a mission i think he would have won last year um if they would have despite mark hall winning in the big 10 championships um but i think the back end carter straki strochi one of them, same guy. Starachi. Starachi. Starachi, yeah. Is uh, wrestling really well. He's a young guy. Um, next year is going to be his year, but he he's going to be the guy that comes on the backside um, and is going to be give give Kemmer fits. Um, they'll make adjustments, but ultimately Kemmer is going to win. So this is the most blasphemy I've seen so far, giving Demetrius Romero the number two seed. They, they award 
they they award the conference champions a little too much, I think. They, yeah, it's it, especially in the Big Ten has beat itself up, right? They've got right. they're 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 the class at this weight. I mean, they've probably got six of the top seven weights last I checked, and they'll just beat each other. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. It, it's kind of kind of crap that he got it, but I don't know. You you have to give, especially in this year, above all other years, you you have to give it some precedence. When you look at Dustin Plot, he could easily beat Demetrius or Merrill in the second yeah. round. Classic 15 over two. Yeah. Um, haven't seen that in a long time. No, um, but we, we talked about it at the top of the of the podcast, right? That it's going to be a funky year, especially with seeds. And that I think you could be right. I, w- I wouldn't be super surprised if Plot did win that match. Did you, do you know how the match went? Did they see each other in the Big 12s? No, Plot got, Plot got beat by Hemauer. Okay. Yeah, Jackson Hemauer. Yeah. From, uh, Hemauer from uh, Northern North. Colorado. Yeah. So he got beat, and then Hemauer lost to uh, Romero, I believe. But yeah, uh, they did not see each other. So I think um, I think Plot is going to give Romero a run for his money, and look for Caleb Romero to also give a run for his money. I'm sorry, Peyton, as much as I've just loved your fellow Tigers so far this tourney, I'm going to go ahead and say Caleb Romero is going to be the guy that's going to be uh, in the semifinals. It's going to be Caleb Romero. Plot and Romero is going to be a heck of a quarterfinal match. But I've got Romero in the, the semis against, um, against, I mean, Carter Staraci doesn't have a very tough quarter there. No. I mean, when you're looking at the guys, I mean, there's some pretty records there. But then again... I mean, maybe if he hiccups against Hayden Hastings, but then again, I just, yeah, I see Carter Staraci in the quarters against um, Andrew McNally, and then after that, he'll 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 be able to make it to the semis. But no, I don't think he will. Uh, if it's either Dustin Plot or Caleb Romero, I I see one of those guys beating beating Carter Star Staraci. I mean, it definitely he's he's something special. He's something special. Mm-hmm. It's someone that is definitely going to be making some noise later. But I just think it's either going to be Romero or Plot coming out of that quadrant, coming out of that area, and they're going to be in the finals. But, yeah, Kemmer is going to be Kemmer is going to be your champion. Yeah. Yep, yep, I agree. But just looking at that, Starachi, I think, has a better draw than Kemmer does. I know it's only three versus a one. But, yeah, he's he's got the better draw. But that's... It's the way the cookie crumbles when they do this stuff. At 184 pounds, it's probably the craziest seeds that really upsets a lot of people. So you lose to the second-seeded guy, and you drop all the way down to the fifth seed. That's what they did to Hunter Bolin. His only loss of the year is to the number two seed, Trent Heidley, and he's now the fifth seed. Um, At least they put him on the opposite side of Heidley, right? That's true. Um, well, I can give you that. So, um, I wonder, and, and I, I don't think they do, but they should do stuff like that. When you, when you have that, it's like, well, if we're going to drop him, let's, we might as well throw him on the other side of the bracket. But I, right. I'm guessing that these bozos aren't smart enough to do that. Um, to be completely honest with you here, looking at this bracket, um, like I said, I mean, it's going to be, this is going to be a difficult pick. 
at 184 pounds and 197 is going to be di difficult too. So back to back tough brackets. And I don't know. I mean, Parker Kekheisen has surprised me and he's definitely shown why he's just a highly touted recruit coming out of Wisconsin and, um, being from the Askren wrestling Academy, he's definitely shown and he's a powerhouse, but I mean, never wrestled anyone from the big 10 yet. And dare I say, while they're giving him, a tough I don't think he will but Hunter Bolin is the guy that's going to give him fits because Bolin likes to slow the match down and I know Bolin gave um uh gave Kekheisen's predecessor a loss last year so I want to say Bolin beat Steyer not not Steyer he beat um Taylor Lu Luan I want to say he beat him at the um at the Las Vegas tourney I think mean, that was one of right. yeah. Luan's losses. And so Bolin is the, um, he's the mechanic who puts the Panther train off the tracks. And uh, I think Bolin's going to be the guy that's going to be edging Kekheisen. It won't be the last time they'll ever wrestle, but um, I actually have Bolin winning this tournament. I'm going to go with number five. I'm going to go with Hunter Bolin winning this tournament. This is such a crazy way. I mean, would you be surprised if Nelson Brands won this? I mean, would you? Yes. Do you think it's outside the realm of possibilities? Yes, I, is what I should have said. You don't think Nelson Brand can win a national championship here? Not this year, no. I I think he he he's probably going to be the one to uh, not all all American. See, I think I think the the top twelve seeds now. I don't know how good. Yeah, even Dakota Gear is good. Um, at the 11 seed, I think these top 12 seeds all have a chance to win. Even even the Wisconsin kid, Christopher Weller, did he beat did he beat Brands earlier? I think he's beat some of these top 10 guys yes. as yeah. well. Um, I mean, Taylor Venz looks good, um, and then of course Aaron Brooks. I think it's going to be hard for me to pick against him. I mean, he looked so good in the Big Tens. Um, Except against Nelson Brands, of course he did tweak his knee a little bit or his ankle while he was wrestling him. But Brands took him down a couple times while they were rolling. Um, so this is wide, wide, wide open. Uh, I like. I I'm gonna pick Keck Eisen. I think Keck Eisen, the freshman phenom, um, pulls it out and puts it together and wins it. It's gonna be a crazy quarterfinal match between Hunter Bolin and Parker Keck Eisen. If I don't pick Bolin, I pick Keck Eisen. But I'm gonna pick Bolin. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm sticking to it right right there. I mean, don't count out Lou, big old Lou, Deprez from Binghamton and Trent Hidley, but Hidley though Hidley hasn't shown anybody anything since the RTC Cup, so he really is just hasn't been that much of an exclamation point wrestler like he has been in 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 the past. So I can actually see Dakota Gear making some noise and making it to the semis. I mean, such low seeds for these tough guys for Oklahoma State because just a couple losses that they've had. Dakota Gear, one of the losses, probably one of the best matches of the year against Parker Kekheisen. Um, and Kekheisen um, just irked it out at the end. But uh, look for uh, yeah, look for Dakota Gear to make some noise on the other side. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Hunter Bowling. I'll tell you what. I would be happy as a clam. 
if a if a Binghamton wrestler won it. That's I, I forgot they bumped up. Like they're they're doing all right. Um, I believe that's where the Baldwins, a couple Baldwins, wrestled for Binghamton. Okay, yeah, I couldn't tell you because it's Binghamton. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? That's an attack. <laughs> That, uh, oh, such a prestigious wrestling program, um, right? Like and half of our, half of our fans probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who knows? Yes. I mean, to be fair, my my wife is from New York, and that's where Binghamton is. So maybe uh, maybe we've got a, a Binghamton connection there. So the old Bearcats, right? We're happy for you. <laughs> we're happy for you Binghamton yeah stepping up to to the Mac wow boy what a step up boy watch out for Binghamton stepping up to the Max. <laughs> good for them how dare you I know That's I'm attack. being rude I'm being rude <laughs> I know you're not supposed to attack a new uh, a New York Yorker I know especially <laughs> especially Especially one that's married to one. You don't want you don't want to attack. Lou Deprez is gonna be knocking on your door and he's gonna kick your butt. He's gonna put you in the half stinky Nelson and make you say such uncle. Such a such a New Yorker name too though. <laughs> Lou? Big Lou? Big Lou. Lou Deprez? He's probably Lou the second. His dad's probably Big Lou. He probably owns a barber shop. Big Lou. You keep keep digging your grave. You're gonna get it from the entire Deprez clan. I bet. I bet. Get out of here! Do okay, you hear so, that? You hear that, Baldwin brothers? Take note. <laughs> I'm not giving you my address. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, I have Hunter Bowen winning at uh, 184 pounds. So we'll go to 197, and this is the most wide open weight in all of the tournament this year. My goodness, 197. I'm gonna just list off a series of names, and they are going to be in the top half of the bracket. Miles Amin, Noah Adams, Stephen Buchanan, Jacob Warner, Nick Renan, and Lucas Davison, Tanner Sloan, and AJ Ferrari. All of them are in the top half of the bracket. That is such a stacked top half of the bracket. You look at the bottom half, you've got Eric Schultz, Michael Beard, Cameron Caffey, Jake Woodley, Rocky Elam, Nino Bonacorsi, Jay Aiello, and Cordell Norfleet. It is so wide open. I don't know really where to go here. I'm going to pick a boring pick. My pick is going to be boring, but it's still, it could be anybody's here. And uh, yeah, before I say my pick, I'm just going to let you weigh in on this just my gosh, this is a tangled up bowl of spaghetti here at 197. Yeah, it is. And I think fitting with the, the chaos, I think a freshman wins it. Um, but it's it's going to be wild. I'm really excited for the the quarterfinal match of, of Warner and Ferrari. Um, Eric Schultz has looked good throughout the year. Um, he wrestles a lot of close matches. Um, Miles Amin looked super sharp in the Big Ten Championship. But I think ultimately the winner of AJ Ferrari, Miles Amin, um, will be that semifinal match, will win the national championship. But I think AJ Ferrari wins it. He looked so good in the Big 12 championships. He's gotten better match after match after match. Um, and I think he puts it together for the Cowboys and, and wins it in his freshman year. 
because of you saying Eric Schultz slowing down the slowing down his matches and keeping them close, I think that's why he's going to give fits to AJ Ferrari. And that's why I have Eric Schultz as okay. your ch champion. I have Eric Schultz wi winning the whole thing in 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 a wide open field of 33 NCAA Division One wrestlers because it's just anybody. That top half, those second round matches are going to be fun. I mean, you've oh, got yeah. so many people. Lucas Davison against Jacob Warner or Nick Reen and mm -hmm. Buchanan has really surprised a lot of people. He's beaten Noah Adams twice. That's Noah Adams. Two of his three losses come from Stephen Buchanan. So um, that's going to be a crazy second round match. I mean, after Noah Adams being the uh, – did did he win – well, no, he didn't win it because he was the number one overall seed last year going into to the tourney. And now he's had three losses and two of them to Stephen Bu Buchanan. So, I mean, look at look at the Wyoming Cowboy giddy up here. Stephen Buchanan's got some chances to make some noise if he shows up like he's done in the past. But, um, yeah, Miles Mean's going to be tough to beat. And I know Tanner Sloan has always given people headaches. But when these guys drop to the bottom side, whew, you better be on your best behavior. Because oh, yeah. there's some guys that – this is – this is a bracket that if you do it all over again, it's going to be a different result. Yeah. That's how good it is of how many stack people there are. You could do this. You could simulate this bracket 10 times, and you're going to get 10 different national champions. You, you, you could. You honestly could. Yeah, so. and I'm looking, and Rocky Elam hasn't been a slouch. I'm surprised the Tiger King didn't bring him up. Uh, it's Cam Caffey has been a little <laughs> bit of a, a disappointment this year. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on him either. Um, he's he's known to put up some fireworks. Um, yeah, gonna be gonna be a ton of fun. Gonna be a lot of fun. I, I and then again, we, we we say all this stuff, and Miles Amin is gonna end up winning it. But the, it's gonna be a really exciting bracket. So who are you picking? AJ Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say this. It's gonna be wide wide open. Next thing you know, the uh, the one seat run, runs away with it. But. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Rocky Elam because that's probably the best match of the first round. Jake Woodley's record yeah. does not give him the credit that he deserves. He's a tough wrestler, and the Rocky Elam and Jake Woodley is going to be a tough round. And I'm probably. I'm. I'm going to go with Jake Woodley winning that. And um, Woodley could even beat Caffey because Caffey's bumping up from 84. Mm -hmm. I really give Woodley a lot of credit that I think he he deserves it. And you are. A 26 seed can make it to the quarters. That's how stacked this weight is. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the flow rankings, um, flow wrestling rankings, and they have Woodley ranked 15th to end going into conference championship weekend. So, yeah, crazy seed. Again, it's I, I hate to see it because it's not fair to to really anybody, but to Rocky or these other guys that that, that earn these seeds, and it it just it. It just screws everybody over and, and just messes it around. I'm glad it's not me that, that had to deal with this or do the seeding. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't think Cam Caffey is going to do that much damage, but he looked really good at the end of last year, and I was excited to see him in the tournament. And then just this year has not been able to put it together. If you've listened to us the full podcast Give yourself a pat on the back. We run a little long here. This is what happens when you've got two fans of NCAA wrestling and we go off on tangents. But we have reached the best part of the show. So if you've gotten here this long, you've gotten to the best part of the show. 
Uh, we've reached heavyweight here on Take It to the Mat with JP and Pat, NCAA Division I Wrestling Championship Pick'em Special. We have reached our favorite weight um, at heavyweight, and I just, it really, it just splits my mind, and it really has escaped it. Do you remember who you picked to win Big Tens there, Pat? Um, do you remember exactly, and how the, how did that go for you? How did that go for you at heavyweight? Through a fluke and a series of incredible mishaps, Gable Stevenson actually won the Big Ten Championship. Okay. I don't know how okay. he did it. I don't okay. know how okay. he did I'm it. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start over. I'm gonna let you start over. I'm gonna ask the question again, and you're gonna have a better answer this time because your answer was flawed up the wazoo. So, I you know what? Who won the Big Tens, and who did you have win it? Pat? I don't remember, but the way I count things, it's it's how you finish the season, not the conference. And, you know, okay. Mason Paris is going to win this uh, national championship. So you're still riding that wagon. My gosh, I'm sorry you're living back in the 1400s with your, <laughs> with your triangle wheels because you're not going to be going anywhere. Gable Stevenson made mincemeat of Mason Paris. That wasn't even close. He played with them. And rightfully so, just trash-talked the shit out of him at the end. It's like trying to let him up. Come on. Come on. You can't do it. I'm better. He is. Well, hey, listen. Oh. Mason Paris doesn't make trash. He burns it, okay? Um, he's going to avenge that loss Saturday night. You know, when everyone, they, they think it's going to be a coordination Mason Paris is going to make his adjustments. He's going to be posted on the elbow. Oh He's going to work in the underhook. So what's, He's going to so what's his, his adjustments? What's his adjustments? Brock Lesnar? Is he going to bring Brock Lesnar in? Because that's the have, adjustment he could do is not show up. He's, he's going to have Brock Lesnar hit him uh, over the head with a gopher's chair um, in one of the greatest heel turns in the history of professional wrestling. And Paris no. is going to get the one, two, three count. He is not going to. That he is going to have to take some miraculous, miraculous adjustments. His adjustments right now should say, screw it. Let's not pay attention to anything on the Big Ten ch championship because whatever we tried to do, whatever we tried to do, didn't work at all. Hey, the it adjustments was, worked against Squiz, did they not? It was a laughing stock. Gable Stevenson is in his <laughs> own sentence. He's even going to beat Gwiz next time. He's going to win an Olympic gold medal. He is going to go right off in the sunset as one of the best heavyweights to ever set foot. And I really, I mean, he's got Taha Ghul and P P Pietrasvili to uh, to tangle with and in Worlds. So I may be, um, I might be biting off too much of the of the piece of licorice all already. But I have a big mouth. And so far, I've eaten a lot of it. I've eaten a lot of licorice. So might as well just take the full rope. Might as well just eat the full rope and just go with it. I've gone this far on the Gable Stevenson train, and we are going all the way. And Gable Stevenson is once again going to humiliate Mason Paris. It is not going to be close this time. It may be close. Maybe close. It may be a decision this time. But uh, other than that, no. I mean, it's not. I mean... I don't even have to pull up the heavyweight bracket because I already know Gable Stevenson. I'm really being an ass right now, but I don't care because Gable Stevenson is going to run through this. 
And dare I say, whoever's going to give him fits is going to be uh, Greg Kirk, Kirkvliet. But then again, I think Jordan Wood's going to beat Kirk. And yeah, be Kirk, a second round match. Yeah, he's he's not ready just this year. Um, Kirkvliet, 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 whatever his yes. name is, he's not there. Um, no, he's going to get beat by Cassiope, and we'll still. I think he'll end up in that fifth place match. Um, but there's it goes. Yes, Gable is the best wrestler of the bracket. Then big. I'm sorry, then, I'm sorry, then, Pat. You cut out. You 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 cut out there, Pat. This isn't. You. But but he's a great wrestler. But Mason Paris wrestles great. I I think he does put it together and and keeps it very close. There are adjustments that need to be made. Um, stylistically, Paris and Stevenson are very similar. Um, Gable is just better at it. But I think there is room for Paris to to close the gap. And if he wrestles correctly and if he can if he can stay on top and at least stop Gable from scoring for a period and get a takedown, I think it changes everything. Um, but but yes, Gable Gable's the best wrestler, but the best wrestler doesn't always win. And then there's a space, and then there's Mason Paris, and then there's a big space, and then there's Cassiope, and then it's the rest of the field. Like I think those three guys finish one, two, three, um, and it'll be Gable and Mason Paris in the championship. Um, but Colton Schultz is going to be good. Who's the coward? Was it from Nebraska that didn't wrestle in the semifinals? Who was that? That guy needs to yeah. be. Who do you yes, do you remember who it was? Yeah, Christian it Lance. Was Christian Lance. Yep. Have Christian you ever Lance. seen anything like that? Where they? Yeah. Didn't Penn State do that? Didn't like Jason Nolf do that? Or didn't I want to say Mark Hall? Someone. That's not. I wasn't totally surprised by it. For a, I, they may have, and maybe in the semis, and he forfeited out and got sixth. Christian Lance. Well, that was due to like an injury. So Christian, sure, what happened what Christian was Christian Lance did. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, what what those guys he didn't did it was out completely six. Yeah. different. No, Christian okay. Lance said, "Hey, hey, Gable, don't kick my teeth in. I'm going to. We're going to say that we're going to wrestle. I'm going to injury default out of this match. That's and true. Then, and then I'm going to wrestle the rest of my matches. I've never That's seen true. anything like that. That is the yeah. most cowardice thing I've ever seen." In my entire I forgot life, about that part. In the yeah. in in the history of wrestling, I couldn't. Yeah, people injury default all the time, especially in conference tournaments. Um, just because they don't have to wrestle, maybe there's nagging injuries, whatever. There's there's a myriad of reasons to to injury default out other than actual injury. But what but yeah. what, what Christian Lance did was a disgrace, and I've got no problem saying it, and I'd say it to his face. It's that was shameful. He definitely wanted to keep his um, – well, he didn't keep his pride. He left that on the mat. But um, he wanted to keep some stamina left for the backside and surge surge on, on, on the backside. I don't think – I don't think he got third. I think he did lose on the No, mat. he got fifth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he got fifth. Yeah, because it, um, it was Cassiope and then Kirk Levitt, whatever his name is, right. from Penn State. Who's good? Yeah, he's a phenomenal – freestyle wrestler and i think he is going to have a good tournament but it is i don't think anyone's jumping above cassiope um i know cassiope is the five seed but that's just because he's unfortunately in the same conference as uh gable stevenson and mason paris so that's that's the way i think it rolls out i'm i'm, I'm riding my horse um taking mason paris to win this thing out um but yeah. so how do you feel of of 
picking your 10 champs and knowing for sure that only nine of them have a chance to win. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Like we spent this whole podcast and now you waste your last pick on a guy that just got immoral, demoralized. Hey, it uh, wasn't even close. As much as it was only a major, it just wasn't close. And Gable Stevenson showed how much of uh, how much of a man he is among boys. And it's not. I don't. If it's going to be close, it's going to be. It's going to be six four. It's going to be seven five or seven three. But. If he's going to give up a takedown, if Gable gives up a takedown at all, it's going to be in garbage time at the end. I will and say this. By the way. Pride comes before the fall. You have fallen too much. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay. No, I will. In, in all honesty, um, Mason Paris has gotten better every single time he's got on the mat. Um, and that's why I said he's going to lose by decision. Freshman year to sophomore year to this year and same goes for freestyle um he is a tremendous athlete um and and more above that he's a great wrestler um so i think he's going to he's going to get better um i think he's going to get better match to match to match it's just if he has if he's had enough matches this year um and i don't know if he has but we'll find out in the in the national championships we could talk another hour about this but we're going to wrap we're we're gonna wrap this uh, NCAA Division One Wrestling Championship special. We're gonna wrap it up here on the Take It to the Mat with JP and Pat. Run down your champions, Pat. Who do you got? Twenty five to heavyweight. Um, gosh, you're putting me on the spot. You're like, oh, I'll pretend like I wasn't just making stuff up as I was going. No, we got Spencer Lee <laughs> at one twenty five. Um, then we've got RBY at one thirty three. Ironman at forty one. At 149, Austin O'Connor. At 57, we have Heidley. Um, at 65, Alex Marinelli. 74, Michael Kemmerer. At 84 is Keckeisen, Parker Keckeisen of Northern Iowa. 97 is AJ Ferrari. And then the nail in the coffin for you, the guy that brings it on home, um, Mason Paris, a heavyweight. 125 is Spencer Lee, 133 Roman Bravo Young. At 141, I have Nick Lee, 149. I have Brock Mahler, 157. I have Ryan Deacon, 165. Keegan O'Toole, 174. Michael Kemmerer, 184. Hunter Boland, 197. Eric Schultz, and 285, the best pound-for-pound wrestler. In the United States of America, <laughs> Gable Stevenson. That will do it for Pat. I'm JP. You've been listening to Take It to the Mat with JP and Pat. We wish you a happy NCAA Division I championship season and can't wait to talk about the aftermath and what is in store for the wrestling world afterwards. Have a good night.